It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not a ton. Uh, Tuesday, so it's uh, Twitter question day, which is exciting. And I have uh, officially run out of things to say in this uh, intro part of the morning. <laughs> I'm ready for this draft, Marcus. I'm ready to start talking about who we picked and uh, and the strategy actually involved in the draft. It, it's the haze in the barn at this point as far as Yeah, I, I think we're all ready to go. So to, to help us get through this next uh, couple day stretch before the draft gets here, we've got some Twitter questions, and these always uh, these always liven us right up, Landon. So let's go ahead and get to the questions. The first one is from Mark. Uh, and you know I'm, a, I'm, I'm always an optimistic kind of guy, so he wants to know, what is the worst case scenario for the Cowboys on draft day in round one? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, for Marcus, it would be uh, drafting someone like, uh, uh, you know, any running back would, would work. Um, <laughs> I, no, no, don't even put that on me. I haven't even thought about that yet. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, worst case scenario is, I mean, it's tough because it's like. It's not that bad compared to previous. Yeah. Years, right? I like, mean, I like, think. The, the four pay. falling out of the bottom, yeah, Quiddy Pay. Like that's like that's, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I feel like I feel very uh, certain that the Cowboys are going to walk away with it if they drafted the tenth pick. That they're going to walk away with a, a decent player. You know, I, I think decent player is probably the worst thing that's going to happen to you. If you think, yeah. I mean, even Quiddy Pay, right? Like, I mean, he's he's still a first round player as far as I'm concerned. He's just not a you know, uh, I don't like him in the top ten. So I, I just think. You know, worst 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 case scenario is that the Cowboys. Uh, it would probably be involving something where they take a, they take a bath to trade down, right? They 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 give up a lot of points. They take a really bad Which deal to trade down. Ha- I don't even see that happening, right? I mean, again, we're, we're, I'm just trying to invent scenarios yeah, yeah. for this. Okay. So, so, so maybe uh, you'd go from like ten to fifteen, and you only pick up a third, right? Yeah, and then and then at fifteen you you get wiped, right? Or or like somehow all the players. Let's say it's worse. Let's say you move from ten to twenty and you get like you only get a third or something ridiculous, yeah, right? And then and then you you get wiped out. Like you know, uh, Ojolari and Barmore mm-hmm. and and Newsom are all gone, uh, and then you have to pick somebody lesser than. I, I still even think then that you're going to get someone that the Cowboys are going to like. But I mean, we're trying like if, if we're talking about worst case scenarios, 
it just isn't there. There aren't a, bad, a bunch of bad scenarios that are going to happen to the Cowboys at this point. I don't think. No, especially when you consider what the fewest amount of quarterbacks that are going to go inside the top ten is three. Right? I, yeah. I, I can't envision a scenario where there's there's not going to be fewer than three quarterbacks. So it's yeah, could there be four? Could there be five? There's a chance that like. Sertan and JC Horn are gone by 10. And that makes you maybe that forces you to trade up and get a corner. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's to me, honestly, the worst case scenario is you draft Quiddy Pay at 10 or you reach on Zavin Collins, who we know they really like, and they yeah. pick him at 10. And that's probably the worst case scenario. But again, compare that to other years, it's really not all that bad. Um, the next question, Landon, we have is from Kevin. He said, Kyle Yeomans, our friend of the show uh, on the Dallas Cowboys draft show, said that he doesn't believe the team is going to draft an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman, rather, at number 10. Do you buy that? It's interesting. It's interesting that that's a, a rumor, right? Like, it's just odd that they would completely rule that out as an option when there's a, a potential for, you know, a, a, a Generational, some people are calling offensive tackle to fall to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't well, know it that mean, I do. It could mean that they feel great about Tyron and Lyle, right? That that well, would be the only that. way that if you just feel like those guys are going to be so healthy, the best they've ever felt. But I don't know if you can go into the draft really feeling like that, considering how these guys both you know missed most of last year. Yeah, I mean – Look, obviously they know way more than we do about this, and and maybe they feel like they can continue to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to get get by with what they've got as long as they have a strong third swing tackle, and they continue to try to find a third string, swing tackle that's strong that will come in sure. and potentially start a couple of games for you because you know it, it just seems pretty consistent that Tyron Smith is going to miss a couple games each year yeah. now that we're playing a 17 game season, probably yeah. even more so. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I could see that level of confidence and I could see that they, they could, uh, uh, you know, feel that way about Tyron Smith and Leo Collins. and feel like they could, they have a plan for getting them through, you know, a couple of seasons. Uh, to me, that still doesn't mean that you rule out an entire position, especially, uh, a position where there's going to be one of the highest rated players on the in the draft potentially falling to you. I, I just think you shouldn't you shouldn't rule it out like that. I think it's just I think it's probably a bad idea. And that's why I don't necessarily believe it. You know, I, I think that a lot of this stuff, like I mean, even going back to the talk about like the Chicago Bears trade, you know, yeah. it's yeah, it's 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 teams trying to get that stuff out to motivate other teams to do stuff. Right. It's like, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to tell everyone that Chicago is going to trade up from 20 so that, so that new England at 15 yeah. does try to trade up at 10 right. to 10, you right. know, cause they're like, Oh no, we can't let Chicago get above us. We got to, we got to trade up. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that gets thrown into the water now, this chum, it's not just to throw people off the scent. It's to try to motivate teams to uh, make moves that the Cowboys would like for them to move, like trading up for a, uh, a tackle or approaching them about trading for a tackle or, you know, so that's or, 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 or preventing people from trading up above that's you ex- to go get a tackle, that's, right? That's, ex- that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking of the Chargers sitting at 13, yep. like, Yep. How much do you think the Chargers would love to pair Penny Suel back up with Justin Herbert? And then we get this report: Hey, the Cowboys aren't going to draft an offensive lineman. Chargers, please, you, you listen. He's you yours, wait. guys. You Don't worry. Wait. Right, right. I, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little bit of gamemanship. And again, we are in the month of liars. We are nine oh, yeah. days away from the NFL draft. All we've heard, Landon, from 
January to the last couple of weeks is the big four is the two offensive tackles, Sue Ellen Slater, Sertan, and probably JC Horn is that fourth guy, right? So I don't know why anything would change now. And I frankly, I still think if Sue Ellen or Slater on the board, there's a very, very good chance those, are, those guys are the picks. Let me also be clear. I love the draft show. I, I, I'm yes, a very avid fans, listener, but but I, I mean, they are ripe for being fed chum. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're in the building with the people that are feeding sure. the chums. So sure. uh, they're reporting They're reporting what they're hearing, which is, you know, yes. that's why they're good reporters. Uh, but maybe the guys that are telling them uh, the, the reports aren't exactly being honest with them. Uh, yeah, it's always always important to, to kind of check your sources or check the sources because there could be some ulterior motives here as well. And they tell you that too, by the way. They, oh, they yeah, would 100%. say they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm being lied to or not." They're just well, report passing on the information. You well, know? let's really quickly let's dive into what happened last year, right? I mean, yes. the, the report all time long was they were going to draft Chase on at number seventeen if he got there, and it turns out. That wasn't the case. They were going to draft Trevon Diggs at number 17 if he was available, and they kind of got wiped out. So we, you never know. And we really didn't get yeah. to hear that reported at all last year until after the draft. Maybe Mike McCarthy and his crew, they run a little bit tighter ship than we're, we're used to hearing so or used to mm-hmm. seeing. So yeah. uh, let's take one quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, this is a really good question from Derek. He wants to know, how would you compare Patrick Sertan, the top cornerback in this year's class, compared uh, to some of the other top cornerbacks that we've seen drafted recently with Jeff Okuda in 2020, uh, Jalen Ramsey in 2016, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward. Where does he finish among those guys? That's a good question. I I, I tend to think that he's probably – Similar, if not right above Akuda, right? Probably below Ramsey and above Ward as well. Oh, so I would rank better him, than Ward. See, I think that's interesting. I think I, I would rank him Ramsey, Sertan. I mean, as far as prospects coming out, I mean, because yes, that's the problem. Is that, yes, because the problem is, is that like if you're at you know adding in all the NFL stuff now, mm-hmm. but I I would say Ramsey. Uh, Sertan, Akuda, Ward, probably. See, I think I would go Ramsey, Ward, and then it's tough between Sertan and Okuda. Last year, Jeff Okuda was just so consensus, you know, by the consensus was easily the top corner in the class. And by most people, Ward's like a top five pick at worst. And is it just because this draft is better, or do we actually believe that Sertan is a better prospect than Okuda? I think Sertan is. As good a prospect as Okuda, I mean, I, I think. What makes you know, it better the, in your mind? 
I, I think there there's more experience. I think there's he just seems to to play with with a little bit. Uh, I, I think Akuda might be a little bit more of an athlete, but I, I think that 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 Sertan plays with a little bit more uh, headiness than than Akuda does. Not that Okuda's I mean, again, we're comparing two top five cornerbacks, so it's like it's 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 tough to to, to parse them. But I, I think that I would think that Sertan's a little bit. Uh, a little bit more scheme versatile because I think he can do a little bit more. I think Okuda is probably uh, maybe a tick better as a pure press man corner, right? Um, but but I think that I think that as far as like you know overall skill versatility, uh, football intelligence, I think Sertan's got a, a little bit more of that than than uh, Okuda does. And I don't. And I think that I think that Okuda and 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 Sertan are. are a lot similar athletes than I think probably people anticipated before some of the pro day testing came out. Yeah. I, I think I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with saying Sertan is better than Okuda. I can't get behind Denzel Ward though. Cause I think, Denzel I think that's Ward- the difference. I, I'm not a huge Ward fan. I, I just wasn't really? a huge fan when he was coming out. I, I don't know. I just, he seems a little bit, uh, he was smaller. He was smaller. He's undersized. And, and that was, that was, he could play in the slot. He could play on the outside. He created a bunch of turnovers and he could tackle. I really didn't feel like there was a weakness outside of him not being six foot one and 205 pounds. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, it's flavors. It's ice cream flavors. These are all very close, very good corners. So if I'm ranking them, I, you know, by my personal preference, that's how I'd rank them. But honestly, like, they're all very close. Like I, I, I certainly not poo pooing any of them. I think, especially for the Cowboys, I would prefer Okuda or Sertan than than Ward. Uh, but, but I think you know if you're just generally drafting them for a generic team that doesn't have like a specific uh, 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 you know scheme. Yeah, I think yeah. Ward could potentially be a more versatile player because he can play inside, outside. Uh, that's, and a bunch that of would be schemes. my thing right now. If that's we're talking right. specifically about the Cowboys and Dan Quinn scheme. I think Sertan's a better fit. I don't even think there's any question about it. But if you're playing man and zone and you want a guy that can travel with, you know, the best receiver and that can match up with guys in the slot, I think it is Denzel Ward. That's fair. Um, let's get to another question from uh, Jay. He says, discuss your pick in the ultimate mock draft. No, you're going to have to go listen no. to the, 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 <laughs> the show. And um, I believe that's coming out. I think it comes out today. Picks six through 10 on the mock draft. Also, if you are a Cowboys fan, don't, don't just not listen to picks eleven through thirty-two because Wait, why? You think, well, the same. There's there's always aggressive teams that trade up in the bottom of the first round. Lots uh, of exciting things can happen. Yes. So I highly, highly, highly recommend you listen to that entire show. Uh, I got another question for you, Landon. It's a it's a really it's a really fun one. Uh, this one comes from Mike. Uh, which draft pick would you would you consider throwing a party for if the Cowboys landed them? This is this comes back oh. from our friend uh, Jeff Cavanaugh a few years years ago when they drafted Michael Gallup in the third round. He said he'd throw a pizza party if the Cowboys drafted him. He was a man of his word. He did so. Uh, he also campaigned for Xavier Woods before. Is there a guy in this draft other than Kyle Pitts because everybody's throwing a party for him? That you would be overly excited about, like you would just be through, you know, through the moon if the Cowboys picked him. So this is kind of a pet cat sort of, but but yeah, like yeah, pet, exactly. pet cat to the point where you're like a substitute teacher who's willing to throw a a, a pizza party sure. for the class, right? Yes, yes. Um, Richie Grant, I think is. You know, I know okay. it's. I know it's not. I know it's not likely. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know that they love him very much, but I love Richie Grant. I, I love the way he plays, and and I think uh, I think I would probably throw a pizza party if they if they drafted Richie Grant. I, like I don't that. think I mean, they will, but but I, no, I, would. I mean, there could be a spot where they eventually consider him, right? Like if he's no. let's say he gets outside the top 55, 60 picks, and the Cowboys ignored safety in the first two rounds. That's when I can see it happening, Landon. Like, sure. okay, hey, he's just too good of a player. Um, yeah. I like that one a lot. Um, mine is a tight end, and it's not Kyle Pitts, Landon. It's Brevin. <laughs> no, it's not Brevin either. Uh, it's Tommy Tremble from Notre Tommy Dame. Tremble, of course. What was I thinking? Of yeah, course. Because you if you get Tommy Tremble anywhere in the third round, it's an absolute steal. George Kittle-like talent here. I think he's already the best blocking tight end in the draft, you have him come in, play fullback, H-back, tight end. He's a demon on special teams. And he gives you some receiving you know, value. Uh, I think you get him in the third round. It's, it's just an absolute steal. Uh, uh, not only if the, if the Cowboys draft him, throw an entire pizza party for Dallas. Everybody can come out and get some pizza. I'll tell you what, if if they draft him and then they announce that they're playing him at fullback, I, I will join <laughs> in the pizza party. I will join I mean, in your pizza party. I, I'm, 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 we're not joking around. Like, how soon before Tommy Tremble could become the best fullback in the league? When they when they put him back there. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, there's it's not it's a lot not of like, competition at this point. No, no, no. And, and it's Kyle Usick, and that's it, really. It's like And you get a guy that can run in the four sixes and is yeah. physical and can make plays after the catch. Yes. Sign me up. Sign me up. Uh let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, let's get to a couple more questions. Um, this question comes from JJ. What three positions outside of corner do the Cowboys need to draft in the first three rounds? We know they're going to draft a corner. What are the other three spots we think they're going to target? Uh, I don't know that they're drafting like, you know, four specific need spots. You know, I think that the, the, the mandate is to get better on defense, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think offense, you know, if the, if a value pick comes up, they're going to take it. Like if, if, you know, I think offensive tackle, uh, despite, you know, what's <laughs> what we were just talking about, uh, if the value matches up at, at one of those 
picks one of the first four rounds i don't be surprised at all if they take a tackle and, and i think that can be anywhere obviously from someone like sewell at 10 that obviously mandates you put them into a starting role somewhere right mm-hmm. or you know a developmental guy down the road like that uh, east carolina offensive tackle someone like uh yeah, this, the yeah, kid from yeah. houston yeah like these guys you know th- there's i think there's levels of, of that that you know, they can have uh, that you know, from starter to let's stash this guy to the uh, on the on the bench for a little while while he gets used to it. And then outside of that, like I said, def- defense is really the the spot where they're going to hit the most yep, everywhere. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think that they're actually going to be you know too specific or particular about where they need to draft defensive talent if it's there. I think if if they they like obviously some of these defensive tackles that they uh, uh, clearly have shown interest in that are probably mm-hmm. in the second and third round range. Um, I think you know there's obviously there'll probably be a linebacker drafted. The Cowboys always seem to draft a linebacker, so don't be surprised if they get a, a linebacker early. Uh, pass rusher obviously is another one. Edge yep. if if, yep. if the if the value matches up. So again, I think it's about uh, uh, you know identifying this what the positions that have scarcity in the in the draft, hitting those positions early when you can because they're you know usually the the scarce ones are also the ones that you need you know, the, the draft early because of the, the talent dictation. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then try to fill in holes and see how the draft falls to you. If, if you, if you, the good news is for the Cowboys too, is that they have ammunition to the point where if they like a guy who's falling, they can move up, they can get him. You know, they can, they can move around and, and actually target specific players as they want. Um, but I don't know that they have to, I don't know if they have a laundry list that is, uh, position based that they need to get uh, yeah. to outside of corner really I say outside of corner and even then you can make a case hey they have jordan lewis anthony brown yeah. brown and trevon diggs they don't absolutely have to draft one in round one and they'll be fine but i do agree like let's say they draft sertan at 10 i think they would feel good going into the season at just about every spot right i think they know they're going to be a little weaker at defensive tackle yeah. and safety but I don't think it matters who they draft. They're going to be weak at those spots anyways, right? Just because they don't really have a lot of top-end talent there. So grab the best guys. They know this is a long-term rebuild of the defense. It's not something that's going to get fixed in just one year. Accumulate talent, and over the next two, three, four years, you'll see a more improved defense. And, and like we said, too, uh, you know, this is it's, – it's, talent acquisition is not done at the end of the draft. Correct. And the post the post draft free agency will you'll still see some important signings by teams, maybe some trades as teams start to kind of reconfigure their their rosters sure. uh, post draft based on what they've got. So uh, don't don't think that the the that it's we're done acquiring defensive talent just because the the draft is over. Our last question comes from Taylor. He wants to know Nick Bolton at forty four. Why or why not the linebacker from Missouri? Um, listen, I'll go ahead and start, Landon. Please. I'm not a big Nick Bolton fan. I know there's other people out there that absolutely love him. Uh, again, we're going to reference our friend Jeff Cavanaugh believes he's the best linebacker in the class. I just I don't see it a small, undersized linebacker that ch- struggles to change directions. I think he's a guy that's better going downhill than backwards. I, I just don't know where you play him in this defense. 44 for the Cowboys feels rich, but I can understand why other teams will do it. What do you think about Bolton? You know, I haven't watched a whole ton of him, but I will say that I kind of tend to agree with Jeff in the sense that I feel like as far as linebackers doing linebacker things, <laughs> he is uh, he is very much, you know, one of the best 
tape guys you can watch. I mean, he he actually plays with with instincts. He clearly understands yes. what what he's what he's seeing in front of him and reacting he, properly. He actually lines up as a linebacker. That's kind he of actually important. lines up as a linebacker, <laughs> which is uh, half the battle, like apparently in twenty twenty one. So. I think that where he struggles is that he's not he's not the athlete, and, and I think you know his, his tape kind of either. Yeah, yeah, his tape shows that to a certain degree. I think he gets more than gets by with his athleticism, uh, but I also think that you know the Big Twelve and defense in the Big Twelve is not quite the same thing as defense in the NFL, and I think that those you know kind of lack of athletic traits. Uh, are really going to start showing themselves in the NFL a lot more than they did in college, and and I th- so I, I think he has the kind of processing speed to kind of uh, make up for a lot of the, the physical shortcomings that he might have, but I, I don't think it's to the point where I'm comfortable taking him at 44. Like I, I I would feel much more comfortable with him a little bit further down the draft and and feeling like he was a bargain than yeah you I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, he just made it to 44. Let's draft him. I, I think that's setting him up for a lot of failure because I just don't know that he's that dynamic of a linebacker. Jabril Cox or Nick Bolton? Jabril Cox. Yeah. I, it's just because the coverage ability is so important, right? I, there's no question at all that Bolton is a better run defender. He's more physical. But if I don't necessarily trust you to play in space in the cover – how valuable are you in today's NFL, right? That's probably a third or fourth round pick. I could find a way to cover you up in the run game. Yes. I don't know that I, I, offensive coordinators will find a way to expose you in the pass game. Well said. That's it's ex- perfectly what describes Jabril Cox and Nick Bolton. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. Please subscribe on YouTube. Again, Locked On Cowboys. Uh, We will see you guys on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about some interesting defensive guys that the Cowboys might have some interest in round one. So make sure you guys are tuning in for that, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.